Welcome to Daily Defining Moments. This is Pastor Allen, and I'm so glad you're with me. Our goal each day is to help you open your Bible and connect with Jesus. Remember, before I begin my day, God has something to say. We're reading through the New Testament portion of the one-year Bible in the New Living Translation. Today is July 4th, and our reading comes from Acts chapter 22. I want to read just a couple of verses. Verse 21 says this, But the Lord said to me, Go, for I will send you far away to the Gentiles. Now remember, Paul has been imprisoned, arrested. He's giving a witness to this Jewish crowd that has tried to kill him. And when he's sharing his story, he says, God sent me to the Gentiles. Well, listen to how they respond. Verse 22, the crowd listened until Paul said that. Then they all began to shout away with such a fellow. He isn't fit to live. They yelled, threw off their coats, and tossed handfuls of dust into the air. They get so mad at that idea that they believe Paul is worthy of death. Now, here's the thing I think we want to ask, why are they so upset? Well, they're convinced that the Gentiles will corrupt them if they're welcomed into God's family. I mean, they're very prejudiced. They're very closed-minded. They've got their little group, and they don't want anybody else in their group. They don't want anybody else messing up their group. They don't want anybody corrupting their kids. They don't want anybody to to disrupt things as they know it. But here's the thing that we all have to understand. Jesus came to put us all in the same group. So let me ask you, what group are you in? And who are the people you don't want in your group? And we might have to think about that a little bit. We might have to search our own hearts. Who are the people that they showed up at your church? or they showed up at your small group, or your kids became friends with their kids. Who are the people that you're afraid would mess up your group, could corrupt your family, could corrupt your small group, could corrupt your neighborhood, could corrupt your school or your kid's school, who could corrupt your family, your values, your morals? Who are those people? Jesus is sending us after them. You know, I think our perspective, if we're not careful, is to look at ourselves and to have a pride that maybe we don't even recognize, that we think that we're somehow inherently better than them. Therefore, there's no hope for them. But the truth is, we got to be more honest about the condition of our own heart. Without Jesus, we are them right? And Jesus wants us to take the gospel into their world because only the gospel can transform their hearts. One of the things that's happened here in America today is July 4th. And one of the things I think the church has struggled with in American culture is to too closely identify the church with a political party, a political agenda, a legislative idea. And sometimes we think if we can just pass the right law, then that'll 
fix and clean up our culture. And the truth is, the reason people in our culture are doing the wrong thing is because they need a new heart. They need an encounter with Jesus. The truth is, they need to be loved. Recently, I read a book on parenting, best book I've ever read on parenting. I highly recommend it. It's called How to Really Love Your Kids. You ought to give a, get a copy. But one of the big ideas in the book is he says that typically when children are acting out, it's because their love tank is empty. That when they feel loved, the truth is they usually want to obey. And as I was thinking about that and thinking about culture and looking at how culture is often acting out, doing crazy things, immoral things, out of control things, and we look at that and we're offended and we're confused and we don't understand and sometimes we're afraid. We're afraid that their behavior is going to corrupt our group or our family or our church or our neighborhood or our school, our little area, right? And we're, we're trying to create a, a, a bubble. We're, trying, we're building fences to keep them out. And we have to be real careful about that. What Jesus would say is if you want that behavior to change, only the gospel can do that. You can't pass a law to fix it. You can't control it. And the truth is, you can't keep it out. But what you can do is let me transform their hearts. This is what the church is called to do here and around the world. We're supposed to look at culture the way Jesus did. I love Matthew chapter 9. Jesus says, he looked at the crowd He said, he is moved with compassion. Why? Because they're like sheep without a shepherd. And it breaks his heart. He loves those broken, rebellious, crazy people, right? And what he knows is he can change everything. And you see him do this over and over again in the Gospels. And you see the religious community, the church, respond by being offended that Jesus cares so much about outsiders and isn't giving more attention to the insiders. So I just want to challenge us today in our little group, our little bubble, afraid that the bad people are going to corrupt us. I think we need to look at that whole thing differently. We are the solution to what is wrong in our world. God has sent us. This is what Jesus means. Again, this is what the book of Acts is about. After the Holy Spirit comes upon us, he will empower us not to create a little bubble, not to hide in our churches or our neighborhood or our school or behind our privacy fence. He didn't say, I'm going to empower you to hide. In fact, he says, he doesn't say, I'm going to empower you with protection. He says, I'm going to empower you to be a witness. I want you to go out there into the craziness and be light in the darkness, to be healing in the pain, and to allow my spirit in you to transform your world. That's what Jesus did. That's what the early church did. And listen, that's what God's called us to do. That's what the church should be doing in America. Let's not try to take a shortcut. There's not a law And the truth is, that's what God wants us to do in our world. We cannot control our world with bombs, but we can transform our world with the love of Jesus. That's what he did. And 2,000 years later, 
There's nobody in world history that's been more influential than Jesus, a homeless Jewish man who decided to love at all cost. Man, what if we did that? Then maybe the world wouldn't be such a scary place that we feel compelled to hide from, right? Come on, let's be bigger than that. Let's trust the Spirit of God to empower us to win and transform our world. Father, God, I pray for the church. I'm afraid too often we're we're hiding inside of church walls. We're hiding in our small group. We're hiding in our little in our little Christian bubble, and we're afraid that the world's going to corrupt us. When you have called us to corrupt the world with the gospel, the kingdom of God, with goodness, with love, with faith, with hope. And so, God, give us the courage to do that. Help us to see our world and to love them, to care, to have compassion, to feel their pain. Help us to have the boldness to, to step out of our bubble, out of our safe zone, and to share our faith and trust that the gospel has the power to change hearts and transform our world. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Well, thanks again for being with me today. Hope this encourages you. Remember, before I begin my day, God has something to say. We'll see you again tomorrow.